Welcome, sports fans, to the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. The presenting sponsor of the Matt Mosley Show is Central National Bank, your leading independent bank with locations in Waco, Temple, and Austin. Also sponsored by Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram, Barnett Contracting, Baylor Line Foundation, Marineland Boating Center, Myatt Fuels, Schmoltz's Sandwich Shop, The Baylor Club, and UBO Business Services. And now, ladies and gentlemen, here's Matt Mosley. It is Matt Mosley. It's the Matt Mosley Show, ESP in Central Texas. It's going to be a good one today. Um... We try to make a good one every day. I don't know if we deliver on that. I mean, that's the attempt. But uh, thanks for uh, uh, Tom Barfield, program director, and uh, the host, one of the hosts of uh, uh, Game Time, 7 to 9 in the morning. He jumped in with me, and and, uh, we got a really big-time interview set for you guys at 5 o'clock today. I know Aaron's excited about this. It is Terrell. Bernard, the man who was one day once committed to Houston. They flipped him, ruling the staff, and then he ended up becoming one of the great linebackers in BU history. I mean, all kinds of honors, All-America, All-Conference, the whole thing. I mean, Terrell Bernard was just awesome. And over the weekend, the draft continued. Rounds two were good for the Bears. Rounds three. Rounds five, six, I think there was a fourth round or two. Uh, six was when Kalon Boogie Barnes was taken. Aaron, in all six Bears were drafted, six Baylor Bears. We'll be talking to them in the coming days. We, uh, and, and Terrell Bernard went to the Buffalo Bills. Okay, he'll be going to Orchard Park, and we will uh, we will hear from him at 5 p.m. today, 5 o'clock is when. So set your, uh, set your clock, set your uh, watch or your Apple watches, whatever you use, or phones, and be ready for that 5 o'clock interview. Any stragglers out there who, for some reason, can't listen to it live, we'll get it out there. We do a, uh, Aaron does a great job of getting news out there quickly via the uh, podcast, and boy, people really like it. And then, of course, Brian Fonville, executive vice president, who's been on a vacation, came back today and was doing his beautiful graphics work, helping us out. And then Aaron gets those things out in a timely manner. And we appreciate everybody who's a part of that. Aaron, you were reminding me as we were coming on the air today, go ahead, go ahead and play the breaking news sounder if you don't mind there it is uh there's some nfl news today deandre hopkins the great wide receiver for the cardinals used to be with the texans they pulled off that weird trade a couple of years ago and now he's a member of the cardinals organization will miss six games you're like what is I thought they didn't do anything for weed anymore. I thought they didn't do well. This I don't think this is. I don't think Aaron marijuana counts as performance enhancing drugs. It may, it may kind of like help you, 
you know, ease up after a long day. There's some, there's probably some after, you know, some things it does. I have never tried it. I know that that might shock some people that have listened to me for years now. They feel like maybe that I'm partaking even as doing the show. I've never tried it in my life. But this is not why DeAndre Hopkins has been uh, suspended by the league. Six games. And so, Aaron, I... That's got to be something pretty significant. I mean, I sometimes these six-game suspensions are for, like, serious sort of criminal-type stuff. Like, I'm still very interested to see what will happen to Deshaun Watson. People like, Mosley, they didn't, they didn't get an indictment. I know, I know. That didn't mean the league can't suspend you. They did it to Zeke Elliott. There was no indictment. Was there ever an arrest even, Aaron? I'm trying to remember. I don't know if there was even an arrest with, with Zeke. There and was I think not. he was su- suspended for uh, six know, games. Course. Yeah. Yeah. But this is a different type deal. And what qualifies as performance enhancing drugs? Well, generally, I think we would think of steroids. Now, there are all kinds of stuff, and they'll sometimes say, oh, I didn't know I was taking this, or I didn't know I was taking that. You know, I went to the GNC. I thought this was okay. Didn't realize. I mean, we'll invariably hear from DeAndre's people, and they'll say, oh, we didn't realize this was wrong. Sorry. And it's always one of those weird, like, diet pill sort of deals that, and obviously it is (laughs) a uh, performance. You know what I'm talking about, Aaron. Isn't it always like for – pregnant women or something you're supposed to take these things and somehow it'll show up in an nfl player's bloodstream yeah it's and always it, like weird and 99 percent of the time like you said it's either uh, a diet pill that they took or or a new protein powder that they tried hey i wanted to be totally transparent though aaron i am just while you were talking there i'm sipping on some cbd Okay, now that's different. I don't think, you know, that's a whole different animal, but I do like the CBD kombucha. Good for digestion, and then CBD, good for the pain that I feel from playing three straight days of tennis. Three straight days. Between monitoring the draft, I would slip out there the other morning. I'm on the courts at 930 on a Saturday morning playing tennis, and then – Slipped out there for a little more between one of those rounds, Aaron, and and I got a little dehydrated. I got to say, Saturday it got up to about, I don't know, 87, 88, got a little warm. Aaron, you said you were walking last night, and that humidity got to you just a little bit. You went on one of those crazy eight-mile type walks. It sounded like an M&M type deal, eight miles. Uh, but I... Uh, I mean, this is a, this is kind of an interesting, uh, some interesting things over the weekend on all of that. Aaron, why are you up? Did you did you hold up okay on the walk, and did you did you leave the dog at home for for all of that walk? Yeah, my dog likes to bark a lot when he sees any living creature other than me. So I yeah. take him out um, pretty late. Like, usually 1 or 2 in the morning, I'll walk him around. Oh, I bet people love that. He sees somebody at 1 or 2 in the morning out there, and he starts barking at them. Generally, (laughs) we actually haven't had that problem. Maybe once in the past year, but because I I don't do it on weekend nights. I just do it during weekdays, and it's pretty quiet at 2 a.m. on on a Wednesday night at my apartment complex. So he enjoys it, and he he gets a little exercise, too. 
Well, I've seen some of these apartments. I lived in some uh, over near the Baylor campus, the village, the center, Rivercrest. Back in the day, and I didn't live in all those places. I lived at the village. I lived at Darshane Apartments. Golly, I can't. But but at two a.m., Aaron, there were still some things cranking where I was living. There were some there were some there were some people moving around at that evening. So I'm I'm glad you've kind of found a place that there's some calm calm behavior uh, at one or two in the morning. Um, Aaron, it, it lots going on over the weekend. You know, with the draft and everything. I, I was so excited with that Friday night, some of those picks that, that went down. Jalen Petrie at 37, and then Tyquan at 50. How cool was that, Aaron? I mean, you, you just a lot of times we want guys to go, especially if they're with, from Baylor, because we know them, and we – I mean, I'm saying we just know a lot about them because we watch them all the time. We want them – we probably value them more sometimes than other people do. And so we want them all to go early in the draft. But how cool is it when a guy like Petrie or Thornton goes before they think they are? And like the, the, the draft people or you know, the, on TV, they're like, oh, I, well, I, I didn't have him going here. And I always love it because I'm just like, you know what? They've got conviction that, I mean, if the Patriots take you, they don't care. They don't. They took that guy Strange at number twenty nine, whatever it was, twenty six. They took a guy last name Strange, and everybody's like, "We didn't have him in our mock. We had him in the third round. We had a third round grade." You think Belichick cares? People, some people thought Tyquan Thornton might go in the fourth round. He went in the second round, number fifty. But Aaron, I have to hand it to you. I do think you had Petrie. And I remember you telling me, I think I don't know if it's on air or off air, but I remember you saying this. I think he's going to go higher than where ESPN has him. And I got to be honest, I just thought, well, Aaron's, you know, Baylor Homer and he's just he's just saying that. And lo and behold, and boy, you reminded me immediately, Aaron. You were <laughs> you must have been up there doing Baylor baseball or something. You were immediately texting me. Look, you know, kind of see, see Petrie goes 37 to the Texans. Now, I wish he had gone to a, uh, you know, a reasonable organization. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, he'll be fine. Love, he's a good coach, good guy. And, uh, I mean, the Texans can pretty much mess anything up. But I don't think you can mess up Jalen Petrie. He's too good of a person, uh, too good of a player. Even the Texans can't mess this one up, is what I'd like to say on that front. So uh, very, very pleased with uh, Petrie there. 50 is Taekwon. And then, of course, uh, Terrell Bernard comes in there in that third round. And, I mean, by the time, Aaron, uh, Thursday and Friday were over, or Friday, I should say, four Bears were off the board. I mean, I just felt so good. J.T. Woods. The heartbreak kid comes in there to number 79 to the Chargers or 79, something like that. Yes. So, I mean, I I, I like that Chargers. Um, I, I like the quarterback a lot. I like the coach. I like that Brandon Staley. I think it's a good organization. And uh, I just, uh, I love it. And Aaron, every year, we I've gotten to kind of know some of these agents and um, I'm really thankful, grateful for uh, Ron Slavin 
uh, who uh, one of the agents who has uh, Tristan Ebner and uh, and also the guy we're going to have on today, Terrell Bernard. And uh, thankful to Taylor Bryan too. He's he's with uh, North Texas, but you know always in years past, man, he was always like trying to connect you with the Baylor. Uh, draft player, you know, the Baylor draft eligible players and all that stuff. Just really, really cool. And that's how we had Denzel Mims and all that back in the day. But um, it's a very, it's a great thing. It's a great thing. And we're so excited for these Bears. And I like the social media, the Baylor uh, social media people, you know, getting some of the quotes together from some of the different people. I thought that was cool as well. Aaron, lots happening. I also noticed um, over the weekend and in the last, I don't know, four or five days, Baylor just continues to bring in the Baylor women. Now, I don't want to – we'll get back into the draft stuff, so don't think, oh, Mosley's moving on. But I thought that was great too, Aaron, the uh, Baylor women's basketball. I think you and I are going to have to get a pronunciation guide before tomorrow, uh, before we have uh, – Nikki Collin, by the way, is going to be on with us tomorrow – at 420. Haven't talked to Nikki in a while since the season. We talked to her every week during the season and really enjoyed that. And so Nikki has been out recruiting. This now is an official, like a dead period. They can't reach out to anybody. And um, and so she's going to be able to hang with us uh, tomorrow at 420. And that Blackwell, uh, uh, you know, player from, uh, her last name is Blackwell from Missouri. I mean, I remember when they were going to play Missouri. I mean, she was like their big-time player, and now she's going to be a bear. And the – the um, Dre, Dreuna? Dreuna? Anyway, the, the, the player from uh, Kentucky is a really, really good player. And then I'm excited about Jana. Jana – Van Geitenbeek. Van Geitenbeek, yeah. Yep. I'm excited about her. So we're going to have to get some pronunciations. I want to make sure we're hitting all the right notes. We talk about these Baylor women. But uh, this is going to be good. This is going to be really good. They're filling in uh, nicely because they lost two, three players to the WNBA draft. And so they really needed the portal to kind of load up. And our old friend in L- at LSU, by the way, is, I think, bringing in like six players from the portal. So it's happening. It's happening. Uh, the portal is uh, the portal can be your friend. Other Baylor news today: Matthew Meyer has entered the transfer portal, and you might be like, "What? What are you talking about, Mosley? Matthew Meyer? He's not transferring. He's going to the NBA." Well, that's the hope, and I think it's like ninety-five percent sure he'll he'll go to the NBA. He's hoping, but I think if he gets the feedback that. He could, you know, it would help his status in the NBA if he played another year. He's probably going to go somewhere else to play. And you go, well, how could you let that happen? How could you let the mullet man get away? Well, what happens is that when you think a guy's going to the NBA, you know, these staffs, these Baylor coaches, you have to kind of move on, and you've got to take care of your team. And so Jalen Bridgers, the guy, the other guy, we had, we had him on the other day, Loner, is it Caleb? Loner, yeah, from uh, from BYU, and then our buddy uh, uh, Dan Dantuan. God, I love that guy, Dantuan. We had him on the other day from Ocala, uh, Florida, who went to Kilgore Junior College. Now, again, Dantuan plays a different position; he plays point guard. But those other guys I mentioned are long, six seven, rangy shooter, wing types. 
I mean, they do a lot of what Matthew does. So <clears throat> I I don't think anybody faults Matthew, and I don't even think Matthew has any hard feelings against Baylor. So if anybody's wondering sort of why this happened, just know I think it's okay. I think everybody – I mean, does Matthew have his feelings hurt by them bringing in people? I don't think so. I don't think Matthew has feelings. You know, he just kind of goes about his day. <laughs> oh, Aaron, do you think Matthew Meyer has feelings? I, he just doesn't he seem like no no I don't think he does I think he just kind of think he just breezes through life and I think he's fine and he can handle anything and and but but again he's been so great for us as Baylor fans and alums that I don't think anybody now what we're seeing is a little ugly like at Texas Tech they lost a really good player Kevin McCuller and the Tech people are kind of mean. Aaron, is that you think I'm you think I'm safe saying that the tech people like when you leave Lubbock, they don't <laughs> they don't, they like don't it. treat you, they don't treat you very well, so they're treating their uh, guy that's just exiting not that well. All right, so here's what we're gonna do: uh, we have secured an interview with a Cowboys insider, DallasCowboys.com. His name's David Hellman. I've always really liked David. And uh, he's going to break down the Cowboys draft for us. He'll do that next. Since 1949, the Nitsche Group Insurance Agency has offered Texans policies for their personal, commercial, and bonding insurance needs. Check them out at nitschegroup.com. With the Nitsche Group Insurance Agency, Texans can go to one company and get access to insurance coverage options from many carriers. Learn more at thenitschegroup.com. This is a Fox 44 weather update. I'm meteorologist Haley Fitzpatrick. We have a 30% chance for a few isolated showers and storms this afternoon, but for the most part, expect mostly cloudy to partly sunny skies and a high of 87. Clouds stick around tonight with lows falling into the lower 70s, and tomorrow we'll see partly sunny skies and a slim chance for some showers with a high of 89. Make sure to join me every weeknight during Fox 44 News at 536 and 9 for your forecast first. Plus, check out fox44news.com for any changes in the weather. Recently on the John Moore Show. Bill Brock, the new women's basketball coach at MCC. I Again, I think that's a great hire. And how about this? I mean, he's so well thought of at Grace, and they named the court after him. Really? Yes. I did not know that. Oh, yeah, that's and he's in incredible. their Hall of Fame. And now MCC and Grayson, when they play each other, mm-hmm. he'll be the visiting coach. Playing on his own court. Yes, <laughs> on a court with his name on it. John Moore's, weekdays at 3 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas. Ready to break ground on your next commercial construction project? Founded in 1969, Barnett Contracting is your single source for preparing for your next build. Their services include excavation, utilities, civil engineering, concrete work, paving, and storm drainage. Do business with Central Texas's premier site work contractor, Barnett Contracting, where they strive for successful projects and satisfy clients. Learn more at barnettcontracting.com. John Morris here telling you all about my friends at Marineland Boating Center, home of Crest Pontoon Boats and Yamaha Outboards. They have boats in stock for immediate delivery. Enjoy days of fishing and family boating fun from Crest Pontoons, powered by Yamaha Outboard Motors. Only at Marineland Boating Center, I-35 at Loop 340 South, or on the web at MarinelandWacoYamaha.com. ESPN Central Texas is 1660 AM, 92.3 FM, and 100.9 FM.
You'll put a smile on her face with a Mother's Day gift from Appaloosa Trading Post in Rodeo Pond. They've got unique gifts for mom, including a large selection of rustic furniture for the bedroom, living room, and dining rooms, gold and silver jewelry, home decor items, cowskin rugs, and metal signs for inside and outside the home. Ask about their financing options. It's the world's greatest Western store. Appaloosa Trading Post in Rodeo Pond, 3101 North Robinson Drive in Waco. Have you been tagged yet again in an engagement ring photo? Are hints being dropped all around you? Rest assured, D'Amore Fine Jewelers has been rescuing men seeking the perfect ring for over 25 years. Come in with a picture of her dream ring and we'll make it a reality. With our five-year financing, custom design team, and selection of diamonds, we'll make the whole process fun and enjoyable. D'Amore Fine Jewelers on West Waco Drive. Since 2014, CNA Agribusiness and the Anthony Bubert family have been supporting the agricultural needs of the Crawford community and the surrounding areas through custom application, crop scouting, and other services. CNA Agribusiness is family owned and as lifelong residents of Crawford, they are proud to raise their children in this community and to cheer on the Crawford Lady Pirates. Let's go, Pirates! ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward Leitch with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by McAdams and Sons Roofing. NBA playoffs, Milwaukee beat Boston 101-89 in game one of the East semifinals. Golden State beat Memphis 117-116 in the West semifinals. Tonight in the NBA, Philadelphia at Miami, 6.30 tip-off, and the Dallas Mavericks at the Phoenix Suns, 9 o'clock tip-off. Baylor baseball takes game three of the series with number nine Texas Tech 11-7. Baylor softball lost their series final 6-1 to Iowa State. The Bears will host Texas this coming weekend. Baylor acrobatic and tumbling has won their seventh in a row national championship. UMHB men's golf won their second consecutive golf conference championship over the weekend. Rangers won their second series of the season beating the Braves 7-3. Rangers have the day off before starting a series with Philly tomorrow. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Hi, it's Matt Mosley show, ESPN Central Texas. Thank you, Alan Samuels, Dodge Chrysler, Jeep Ram. Love that Grand Cherokee Laredo. Love driving it. And uh, appreciate everything that you do. Also, the panoramic views at the Baylor Club. One day I'll take this uh, guest to the Baylor Club, David Hellman, joining us now. And uh, David, a man, spent you know lots of a long time trying to trying to book him for this program. He's got lots of podcasts, lots of other ventures. David, it was it was good to be able to secure you today. And our audience, our audience is very excited about this young man. Matt, I can feel the sarcasm dripping from your voice, but it's an honor to be honest with you. <laughs> That's not actually true. I, I have uh, I did try you recently. You were somewhere. You went to owners' meetings, but you had you were flying home. You tried. It was oh, not yeah, your fault. Yeah, you, yeah. Well, you tried me while I was on an airplane. That's I'm sorry about that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, apology accepted, uh, David. Now. <laughs> Uh, you put in a lot of, this is DallasCowboys.com's own David Hellman. David is the, 
you know, I, I, you and your buddy Jeff Cavanaugh, Brian Broadus, my longtime friend and, and former colleague, I mean, y'all really, really get into this and the build up to it, and you love breaking these things down. I don't know how any of you have any uh, time to date or anything like that because you spend a lot of time on this draft. Is this, is this like your favorite? I mean, is it your favorite three days of the year? I mean, do you all have you gotten to almost where you like it? more than the games, I mean, the, the preparation that goes into it and everything, because it, it really does seem like you guys have a passion for this. Oh, yeah. I mean, you took the words right out of my mouth. I mean, it really like, people always look at me sideways. And obviously, I mean, the games are why we do this, and the games are what everybody gets excited about. And I do love the games, but there's just something fun about the draft, and I think it's because Obviously, you want to know who the Cowboys are taking and, like, whether those guys are good players. But I just have a passion for learning about who's coming into the NFL. I mean, I love college football. I love learning about these guys. And I think it really furthers your understanding of the league when you know what type of player is going to every team. So you can look at every draft class and kind of have an understanding of what's going on. And then two, three years from now, you're like, oh, yeah, I remember Debo Samuel loud and clear uh, from when he was balling at South Carolina. So that type of stuff makes it – it just makes it fun. I think it enhances your understanding of it. And, um, yeah, I mean, I'm a football dork, so I love dorking out about football whenever I can, for sure. You also love uh, LSU. In LSU, it's interesting about LSU. It doesn't matter how many games they win. They, they're going to have a ton of players drafted. And there's Georgia, there's Alabama – and then there's LSU, and I don't know what the exact number was. May have been around ten, but um, it is uh, it it is it, it's fascinating. And I guess it says uh, it's it's like both good about Coach O and some of his stuff, and bad about him because it's like okay, you got all this talent floating around, and you know part of it that talent was on a national championship team that came out of there. What what are you just conflicted when you see one of these drafts as an LSU fan? Do you do you go it's, how, how are we not better than this? It's real like again, you take the words right out of my mouth because during the three days of the draft, like you're broadcasting live the whole time, you're fixated on what's going on with the Cowboys, so like it kind of it didn't register with me. And then yesterday I was kind of catching up with everything. And I texted my buddies who I went to college with. And I was like, I'm sorry, if we're good enough to have 10 guys get drafted, why did we suck so much? Like what's the disconnect here? Like surely, surely a team that puts 10 guys in the NFL draft should have been better than like six and six. And uh, my buddies fired back and we're like, well, yeah, that's why you think we fired the coach. Like the coaching wasn't very good. And I was like, yeah, that's, I guess that's a pretty good point. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's it's frustrating, but I also think getting guys to the NFL is the lifeblood of any program. I mean, that's that's how you get guys coming to your school is when you can point at a list of 10 guys and say, hey, even when we're even when we're not good, we're getting guys to the league. So I think that's important for recruiting. It was uh, it was fun to see some of those guys go. And, yeah, that's that's kind of the last class of guys that were really contributing to the national title. So, um, you know, good yeah. for them. You know, I, I talked to David Hellman, DallasCowboys.com, uh, on the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. 
Uh, some of these Baylor players, our audience obviously loves that. We'll hear from Terrell Bernard at 5 o'clock today. As you were doing your prep, and, and I'm sure thinking, okay, does Petrie, he's a hybrid-type player, interesting guy. How would he fit the Cowboys? I'm sure you kind of look at things like that to a certain extent. But of, of like Terrell Bernard, Jalen Petrie, Tyquan Thornton, JT Woods, these are the guys that went in the top three rounds. Um, yeah, yeah, those four that I just mentioned. Who was the one that you were most um, intrigued with? And we can also include, you know, Kalon uh, Boogie Barnes, the cornerback who went a little later. But was there any, um, any of those guys that as you were kind of breaking down the film and visiting with all your buddies, your draft guys, and that, that really grabbed your attention? I mean, it's 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 kind of a cop out, I guess, because Petrie was the first guy to go. But I just think I think Jalen Petrie is he's like everything you want in a in a modern DB. I I I use this analogy a lot, but I just think I think defense is going positionless in football the way that uh, basketball has kind of done over the last decade or so. I mean, you look at you look at Micah Parsons. I mean, the guy can do like four different things. He can rush the passer, drop in coverage tackles like a son of a gun goes sideline to sideline obviously they're not the same player at all but I just I think Petrie is great because he can do a little bit of everything and that's that's what you want from a safety like I think you feel comfortable dropping him in coverage I think you feel comfortable bringing him down in the box probably don't want to put him up against like a Cole Beasley type of receiver but I think he could go out in the slot and hold his own in some situations and he's a thumper too like he's definitely not afraid to tackle so what I just listed off like five things. So yeah, uh, anybody that you can put on the field that you feel comfortable playing in any personnel situation, you know, it's it's nickel defense, it's dime defense, base, whatever it is you got to do. The more stuff you can do, the more valuable you are. And um, I don't think it's a coincidence that Petrie was a top forty pick because of it. Um, I was fascinated. I think did Thornton wound up with the Patriots? I think. Am I making that up? Number. The number 50 pick, and it caught some people, both their first two picks. Strange. I think, yeah. you know, it's yeah. just I mean, funny no that they, they, yeah. Yeah, no, no, I mean, the Patriots do whatever they want. No offense to him at all, but that did kind of, um, that bucked the trend of where a lot of people thought he was going to go. I think a lot of people saw him as third, fourth round, and so for him to go as high as he did, but, I mean, hey, there's only so many guys on planet Earth that can run that fast. Yeah, the people that thought he went too early did not attend Baylor University there on the uh, there on the on the, on the way in Waco, Texas. Talking to David Hellman from DallasCowboys.com. Let's get into this Cowboys draft a little bit now. Boy, your buddy uh, Kavanaugh was—I mean, a lot of people were just really getting after Tyler Smith. It seemed like you kind of, you know, maybe he wasn't like your favorite for that position, but you kind of we're willing to kind of hear the Cowboys out on it. I think it was Jeff who said, oh, I had a third-round grade on him. Now that you've kind of you, you heard from him, you've thought about it, I mean, the thing I keep hearing from personnel guys is upside, 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 and that's fine. I mean, that's what the NBA draft's about, but we both know the Cowboys need somebody immediately. You can't, like, you can't like, really redshirt him, so I think that's why – people are kind of wondering about Tyler Smith. How have, has your opinion on him changed any since like they made the pick Thursday night? I think my opinion has changed, but I think what you just said is still true. I mean, yeah, you can, you can watch tape and, and learn this and that and the other about a guy, but the amount of information that becomes available once he's the pick and you can start asking people about him specifically. I mean, within like 
within 12 hours of him being the pick, you start hearing very interesting things like, oh, Alabama and USC were interested in recruiting this guy to play for them next year. And, you know, maybe he would have been the left tackle at a power program next year. And at 21 years old, does that change your potential of who he is as a prospect? And I think the answer is hell yeah. Uh, if he <laughs> if he transfers to a place like that and has a good season for a blue blood, you're probably talking of like nobody's nobody's curious as to why he's a first round pick if that's the case. But obviously that didn't happen. He goes pro, uh, and it worked out for him. Um, so I have a very I'm very intrigued by his possible upside. Uh, if he hits the marks that I that they think he can then you're talking about maybe a real steal in this draft. But to your point, he's got to play now, and he's got to be pretty good. Uh, I think they got a lot of work to do with him on his technique. I think he's going to play guard to start, but they certainly they view him as a tackle in the future, which is interesting to me because it's like, okay, well, you're kind of admitting that this guy is not a finished product right now, but can he step in and not be a liability at guard? Uh, because I mean, let's be honest that they were, I mean, they were a liability on the interior of their line. So ideally, if this team's going to improve this year, he's got to be better than what they already had last year, which I think is, it's a tough, it's a tough order. Um, so we'll, we'll see. Like I, I mean, I'm super intrigued by the upside. I would say I'm a little bit concerned about what you're getting right away. Cause I'm, I'm, I just, I need more. All right. Now, we're, we're hearing from David Hellman. David, in that last little answer at the end of it, you kind of faded out. So please walk to a better cell. I don't oh, want to no. have happen. Yeah, the other day we had somebody. Oh, somebody you would have loved. It was like a it was like a it was a great guest. And they just got Nadell. in. Oh, it was Eric Nadell. And he just was in. It was that opening series. And he got in a bad cell in Toronto. But you've been fine. It was like the last sentence. So you'll you'll be fine. Now, let me. I would say, David, that uh, handing this kid number 73, it's like, can you just let him show up and get a normal number? Do they have to? I get the whole Pearson thing, the 88, and that's become a thing. But, like, I, I don't I don't get that. I mean, I, I don't really think you – he doesn't need additional pressure. Here's Larry Allen's jersey. I guess the only good thing about that is these kids are probably young enough now to not have probably a full appreciation of who Larry Allen was and that he's one of the greatest linemen in the history of the NFL. But is, did that seem a little much to you or are you, are you fine with that? Okay. I would have agreed with you, man, but I don't know. Like Tyler Smith blew me away with, uh, with his knowledge of, of the game and the Cowboys for being a 21 year old kid. Um, like literally he, he knew where Larry Allen went to college, which like that might not sound <laughs> impressive until you know that Larry Allen went to Sonoma State. He's probably uh-huh. he's got to be one of like three NFL players to ever come out of there. So I think Tyler Smith knows exactly who Larry Allen is. And I mean, yeah, I, I agree with you. I, I don't I don't really get it. But Jerry Jones is a showman. You know, he gives yeah. uh, 88 to C.D. Lamb. He get, I mean. He gave 54 to Sam Williams, the second-round pick, which I know a lot of people have had 54, but, I mean, that yeah. number's been connected to some really great players, Randy White, uh, Chuck Howley. Uh, so, to, I mean, they gave both of their first two picks really, really uh, famous Cowboy numbers. And, yeah, I tend to agree with you. Maybe let these guys forge their own identity, but uh, that's just not the Cowboy way. 
you know, throw them in there, sell some jerseys. Let's get this thing going. Uh, do you know the scout? I'll do. I'll ask you a little trivia question, put you on the spot. Do you know the scout that's widely uh, heralded and, and widely considered the one who landed Larry Allen, who did all the work on him and then uh, presented him to the uh, the Cowboys as a second-round pick out of Sonoma State? Do you know which scout it was? Oh, gosh, uh, man. I mean, now I'm giving my age away. I'm not quite that old, so no, you stumped me. No, no, no. This guy has been around for a long time. He's he's no longer part of the organization, but you'll know this for the future. Tom Siskowski. Oh, Cisco. Yeah. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't yeah. I didn't realize that was Tom. That's good to know. Yes. And what happens is, you know, and Tom doesn't really brag on himself a whole lot. Some of those guys that uh some of those guys that maybe didn't hit on a pick or something they, they've been known to go in there. The Cowboys uh, years ago had to start really locking down some of those draft uh, stuff, you know, their draft reports, because there were scouts accused of changing some grades <laughs> like, later on uh, to, try to, to try to, like, alter the historical record, which is uh, that's all for another. Uh, Broadus probably knows some of those stories. It is the Matt Mosley Show. David Hellman joining us. Now, people are fascinated um, I, all these guys, I mean, Sam Williams, everybody rolled their eyes because honestly, it's like, oh, really? Your last second round pick obviously has some off the field issues, very serious off the field issues. Here's another off the field. But Jerry cannot help himself. Is, is it fair to say if Sam Williams didn't have the red flags off the field, would he have truly been a first round guy or is that the Cowboys spinning things? I can't say for sure that he would have been first round. Um, again, I mean, there's so much variance of opinion in this draft. I mean, you see it there. I think there's about 15 prospects that everybody agrees on. And then it's just a free for all. I mean, we were just talking about your Baylor guy, Thornton. I mean, a guy that a lot of people saw as an outside the top 100 pick goes 50. And you saw stuff like that all over the draft. I mean, teams just have their own opinions on these guys. So I don't know if he's a first round pick. I do think he is – he's a top 40 pick, I think, if not for the concerns about his past um, because, I mean, guys that guys that bend that way and have that juice as a pass rusher don't tend to last too long. I mean, I've, I've said this a million times since the draft, so I apologize for repeating myself, but if you set the sack record at an SEC school, uh, it probably means you're pretty good, in my opinion, especially – Again, I mean, I know Ole Miss had a good season. Uh, shout out to Baylor for beating them last year. I appreciated that. But uh, <laughs> Ole Miss isn't working with this sort of like talent pipeline of a Bama or a Georgia or a Clemson. So I look at it as like, you know, Sam Sam Williams is, is getting doubled and getting game planned for as Ole Miss's top dog edge rusher. And he still had 12, 12 and a half sacks. Uh, I, I just think that speaks volumes about what the guy is able to do. So, yeah, I mean, purely as a football player, I do think he's he's a top forty kind of guy. All right, and Tolbert, the the third round wide receiver, parent, the Sun Belt kid, um, and has a, a tremendous uh, speed. Was he a guy? I mean, I know you did work on all these wide receivers. As 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 you saw all these receivers, like in that third round, starting to go off the board, and like who was the one? you would have loved there and is is it tolbert or was there like one guy like you were like oh my gosh if this guy falls there i I hope the cowboys get him like what's your overall 
uh, reaction to, to Tolbert being the guy there? Yeah, I mean, the fun thing about being as a beat reporter is, like, you don't have to watch all of the tape. You can just talk to the right people and sort of get a feel for, like, what their list is. So, Tolbert, Tolbert was on our radar a little bit. Uh, he probably – he wasn't he wasn't my favorite. That's not to say he's not a good player. I just – I lean toward the big school guys. Like, it, it carries a lot of weight with me if you can deliver – at an SEC or Big 12 or Pac-12 level. Um, so, I mean, that's not a knock on his ability. I think the Cowboys like him because, A, he's very versatile. They were looking for versatile players in this draft. He can play in the slot. He can play outside. He can be a deep threat. He's also got a very uh, – he's got a very impressive route tree for a college player. Uh, so, I cert- – and, I mean, and I know for a fact the Cowboys considered drafting him at 56. Uh, so, to wait another round and get him at 88, I think was a little bit of an upset. Uh, Cause this is a guy that a lot of people thought really highly of for me personally. Like I said, I, I look toward the big school guys. I was looking at, I mean, in the second round, he went off the board before their pick, but George Pickens is just a, a physical specimen out of Georgia. Mm-hmm. That guy would have been a lot of fun to watch go deep. Um, and that, I mean, these are all guys the Cowboys didn't have a shot at, but, Jamison Williams out of Alabama is probably my favorite oh, player man. in this entire draft. His uh, his speed is just incredible. So I didn't think the Cowboys really had a shot at him, but uh, it was it was fun to see the Lions scramble up there to get him as highly as they did. Well, David, uh, it's fun to get to visit with you. We we're hoping uh, we got a lot of Longhorn listeners because we kind of go up into North Austin that area. Hoping the Longhorns can get on the board next year's draft. Love to see them get involved. <laughs> But uh, but uh, poor, good work on guy. all this. <laughs> That's right. Uh, don't you feel awful for them? But uh, yeah, they'll be okay. They'll get that nil money rolling. They'll jump right in here. But uh, it was good to follow you during the draft. Always jumped on there right after the Cowboys picked. Kind of see what your gut reaction. I want to see what you and John have to say. Want to see angry Todd? See if Todd has any thoughts on things. So, but uh, fun following you during the draft, and it was uh, it was good to see you in person the other day. Appreciate you coming Absolutely. on. Yeah, I really appreciate it, Matt. Any, hey, just as long as I'm not on an airplane, anytime you got it. All right, be careful. I may set up a, like a regular Monday visit with you. But uh, all right, David. Thanks. I'll talk to you soon. Oh, there he goes, David Hellman, the. Uh, DallasCowboys.com does some nice work for them. Covers the Cowboys kind of from the inside and outside. Loves the uh, loves the NFL and uh, gives us some nice perspective. It is time for something we call Campus Confidential. Latest on college, basketball, football, baseball. It's next. Baylor Baseball. Here on the home of the Bears, ESPN Central Texas. The Bears back in action Tuesday evening at Baylor Ballpark hosting Tarleton State. 6.15 for the warm-up show. 6.30 first pitch for Baylor-Tarleton Baseball Tuesday. Join Derek Smith and Ryan Boyd for Baylor Bear Baseball right here on ESPN Central Texas. 
Make your vehicle look and run like new again at CNC Collision Center. They're your locally owned and operated location for paint and body repairs, frame straightening, spray and bed liners, and wheel alignments. CNC Collision Center offers free estimates, and they'll also come to you for car pickup and delivery. Have your car restored to its original beauty. CNC Collision Center, 5849 North Highway 6 in Spiegelville at cccollisioncenter.com and on Facebook. Enjoy one-of-a-kind luxury and lounge at the Baylor Club, located in the heart of McLean Stadium. This elite club offers a five-star member atmosphere for all your work and play needs with a master culinary team and outstanding hospitality. Weddings, milestones, business, and birthdays, a stadium roaring with bear spirit featuring stunning city skyline views. Baylor Club truly has it all. For interest in membership or your next private event, call 254 710 Listen to ESPN Central Texas online at CentexSportsFan.com. Mother's Day is just around the corner and it has me thinking. Don't you wish everyone spoke about you the way your mom does? That's Ronnie Weathorn, the Foundation Doctor. And right now, just like most of us, he's got one very special person on his mind. At the Foundation Doctor, that's exactly what we strive for. We're always honest with you and would never suggest work you don't need. If we say we can fix it, we will. And our warranties, well, they're the best in the business. We treat your home like it's our mom's in hopes that you will speak as highly about us as she does. If you think you need foundation repair, you're in good hands with the doctor. If you don't believe me, just ask my mom. Give us a call today at 863-8800 or look us up on the web at INeedTheDoctor.com. You got doors that are sticking or cracks in your walls. The Foundation Doctor will make a house call. In my podcast, Your Money in a Cup of Joe, we talk money management, investments, and retirement in a Q&A style format helping to break down complicated topics. I'm Joe Kaleo with the Kaleo Wealth Management Group. Look for your money in a cup of Joe on our website or Spotify. Kaleo Wealth Management is a Central Texas team of UBS Financial Services. Member FINRA SIPC. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward Leitch with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by McAdams and Sons Roofing. NBA playoffs, Milwaukee beat Boston 101-89 in game one of the East semifinals. Golden State beat Memphis 117-116 in the West semifinals. Tonight in the NBA, Philadelphia at Miami, 6.30 tip-off, and the Dallas Mavericks at the Phoenix Suns, 9 o'clock tip-off. Baylor baseball takes game three of the series with number nine Texas Tech 11-7. Baylor softball lost their series final 6-1 to Iowa State. The Bears will host Texas this coming weekend. Baylor acrobatic and tumbling has won their seventh in a row national championship. UMHB men's golf won their second consecutive golf conference championship over the weekend. Rangers won their second series of the season beating the Braves 7-3. Rangers have the day off before starting this series with Philly tomorrow. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. It's time for Campus Confidential, our daily look at college football news. Here's your host, Matt Mosley. It is Matt Mosley. A reminder that uh, Terrell Bernard, Baylor's great linebacker, 
one of the truly great linebackers to ever play for the Bears. Went in the third round, and he'll be making his way to Buffalo. And, uh, and he's going to join us at about 5 o'clock, about 13, 14 minutes from now. And so that'll be great to catch up with, uh, with Mr. Bernard as uh, he was taken on Friday. There were four players taken on day two of the draft and a couple more on day three. And then uh, our man uh, Abram Smith got a, got a real lucrative deal with the Saints because uh, he was one of probably the best players not drafted. And so he got some nice money. Uh, in fact, whatever I saw, really, uh, it, compared to what they used to give for undrafted free agents, it's it was a lot of money. So I was very happy for Abram, even though I was bummed he didn't get drafted. Okay, Aaron Sexton, what do you have in store for us today in Campus Confidential? We've been talking about the NFL draft over the weekend. The Georgia Bulldogs won the first national championship since 1980 this year, and the NFL draft showed why the Bulldogs broke an NFL record with 15 players drafted overall. Um, the current seven-round format began in 1994. The previous record in the format was set by Ohio State with 14 players in 2004 and LSU in 2020, including Joe Burrow, who was the top pick that year. Six Baylor Bears were drafted. That ties a school record that was set in 2019 for the seven-round draft. Back in 1983, Baylor had seven players drafted, but that was back when the draft was 12 rounds and five other Baylor players signed as free agents. Yeah, I, it was uh, it was a lot of fun to see. And uh, in terms of people that signed those contracts, that was, uh, I, I mean, it was just remarkable when you total it all up. And I'm excited for our man Raleigh Tejada. Ends up with the Packers. Packers didn't, if you look, I don't think they took cornerbacks. And so I, you got to kind of see, okay, where's the best chance? And I think they picked a, that was a really good uh, decision to go over there to Green Bay. And so I was very happy for Raleigh Tejada, uh, longtime Baylor Bear as well. Aaron, I just got a list, by the way, of uh, some of the Cowboys' undrafted free agents. And I'm always looking to see, if they got any folks from the Big 12, they did. They got one. They got a kicker, uh, Jonathan uh, Jonathan Garibay from Tech, and then they got a safety out of TCU, Lakendrick Van Zant, and then uh, they got a linebacker named Aaron Hansford from Texas A&M, and I'm seeing if there's anybody else y'all might be interested in. Uh, oh, BYU. Let's count them as a Big 12 uh, center, James Empey. All right, uh, good uh, good BYU kid there. And then they got somebody from Texas A&M Commerce. Uh, that's Arnon uh, Simon, an offensive tackle. All right, Aaron, back to you. You mentioned it earlier, but Baylor basketball forward Matthew Meyer entered the NCAA transfer portal before the Sunday deadline last night. That was first reported by Jonathan Giovanni from Draft Express, the star senior Currently going through the NBA draft process, and according to Giovanni, fully intends to stay in the 2022 NBA draft. However, he did maintain his college eligibility and is keeping his options open by entering the transfer portal. The 6'9 senior started in 33 of 34 games last year, averaging around 22.8 minutes. He finished fourth on the team in scoring with 9.8 points and averaged five rebounds per game. 
Yeah, I we we talked about this at the start of the show, and I just want to caution people who are like, wait, what's going on here? This is not anything Matthew's doing wrong or Baylor's doing wrong. This is you've got to sort of make plans, and you've got only so much time to reach in that portal, and you've got all kinds of deadlines and things you've got to think about. And some of these players, of course, have until June to decide whether they're going to declare for the draft or retain their college eligibility. I mean, the Bears always want players to go ahead and, and you know try to make some of those decisions as quickly as possible, although they don't force them to they just you know i just think people want to take care uh on both sides and matthew's been a great bear and he'll probably go to the nba but he's just reserving on the off chance that somebody tells him you really could improve your draft status going somewhere else and kind of being a star then he'll get to go play somewhere else now would it hurt if it was at kansas state or texas tech or texas yeah yeah, it would be that'd be tough to see Matthew, but I just think what he's done for the university and the big role he played in the national title, he should get to do what he wants to do. So that is the latest on Matthew Meyer, the man with the mullet. Asia Blackwell, who was the second leading rebounder in Division One this past season for Missouri, is transferring to Baylor. Blackwell, a six-foot guard, averaged 15.4 points and 13 rebounds per game last season in her junior season at Missouri. She was second-team All-SEC. The Tigers missed the NCAA tournament, lost in the first round of the WNIT. Blackwell was the number nine prospect in the class of 2019. She's the third transfer in the last week to commit to Baylor and Coach Nikki Collin, joining forward Drayana Edwards from Kentucky and Jenna Van Geitenbeek from Stanford Edwards started her career at Utah where she was Pac-12 Freshman of the Year, then transferred to Kentucky and averaged 16-8 and eight last year for Kentucky. Van Geitenbeek was a top 50 national recruit out of high school. So uh, Coach Collin loading up through the transfer portal in the last week. All right, I was trying to look back at that Missouri-Baylor game. Uh, it's not really coming up for me, sadly. And I was—I just wanted to see what... Okay, wait. I think I've got it. Bears won that game. It, Bears were number five at the time. And they played Missouri December 4, 2021. And Blackwell had... Let's see. In that game, she... Ooh. 15 rebounds? Ooh, we got to work on our free throw shooting. Uh, three for eight. She was eight for 14 from the field, though, and then hit one three-pointer. All right? And um, that's interesting. So that was uh, that first meeting. She ended up with 20 points and 15 rebounds. Think about that, Aaron. Uh, yeah. Against a Queen guard, and Melissa Smith. With a guard with 15 rebounds. Yep. I mean, she's a big guard. But still, I like that, you know, because that'll be a good contrast because Baylor has some, you know, they've got a couple of really smaller, uh, they've got, you know, guards coming back. But to have a six-foot guard step in, and then Dreuna from uh, from uh, Kentucky, I mean, I, I'm excited. I'm excited to see what they're going to do. And, again, a reminder that Nikki Collin will be on with us tomorrow at 420. We'll catch up with Nikki and kind of see what she's been up to. Always fun to talk to Nikki. 
Maybe she'll have, uh, I think it's a, a dead period recruiting, so she'll be able, Aaron, to work on that uh, That home's coming together. El, at El, well, I, mean, I don't think, she, maybe she doesn't want me to say where it is in Waco area, but it's going to be a, a beautiful home. In fact, I saw a picture recently she put out on social media, and uh, going to be really, really nice. So glad that Nikki is putting down roots in central Texas. Aaron, you got another one for us? Former TCU All-Big 12 defensive end O'Shawn Mathis is transferring to Nebraska for next season. He picked Nebraska over Texas during a Twitter Live on Saturday night. He was second-team All-Big 12 last year. He had four sacks, seven tackles for loss to go with three pass breakups. He was also second-team All-Big 12 in 2020 when he led the league in sacks with nine and finished third with 14 tackles for loss. The 6'5", 257-pound defensive end from Maynard, Texas, started for three seasons for TCU. He had narrowed uh, his choices down to Nebraska, Texas, and before that, USC, Ole Miss, and Penn State before choosing Nebraska. Well, dagger to the heart of our buddy, our buddy Gary Patterson. And, uh, you know, Gary was, Gary and O'Shawn were doing that hook em horns together when he visited the uh, Austin. So I kind of thought that would be where he ended up. Maybe Nebraska came in with the money. The other news involving Nebraska, Aaron, that I'm sure you saw today was that uh, Scott Frost got his hand slapped and and uh, they, they they got like a show cause. I mean, they're not going to fire him, I don't think, but they it was some interesting stuff. And I think he's going to miss like five days – during the championship period for Nebraska, like during, I, I don't even totally understand that. I didn't uh, either. <laughs> yeah, uh, maybe they're saying either leading up to the Big Ten championship, or it might be talking about the college football playoff. But he's been he's going to be suspended for five games during what they're calling the championship period of the season. So I, it didn't really, to me, look like a huge deal, but. Nebraska did get in trouble, and it, and it had to do with um, the use of their consultant coaches. You know, I, I, it was part of it. Probably you can't take those guys on the road recruiting. They're not. Some of them are not really supposed to be doing as much on-field type coaching as some of the others. So whatever was going on, apparently they they overstepped the boundaries there. So. Aaron, I didn't even know we had rules anymore in college football. It kind of shocks me that somebody would get in trouble. And it was a weird one for them to come down, you know. Like you said, it's every college now has a bunch of special assistants and analysts, a lot of them former coaches, and they basically uh, got got these sanctions from the NCAA because one of those analysts who was a former coach was doing some coaching when he shouldn't have been, basically. All right. Um, anything you want to? Uh, anybody wants to say anything about the draft of the Cowboys? Please use the uh, text, uh, our CNC Collision text line two five four six six two sixteen sixty. Shout out to some of the people listening to us online right now. Daniel in uh, in the in the Lake Highlands area of Dallas, and then uh, uh, Ted Brinkley over in Richardson, Texas, checking in today. So a lot of folks kind of spread out. Uh, uh, across the Metroplex listening. We have a lot of folks in Austin uh, as you make your way uh, into kind of North Austin who can hear us on the radio. Some people choose to stream us. We love hearing from all of you guys. Again, if you want to sound off, I might even read your name. 
254-662-1660. Thank you, Aaron Sexton. Good stuff. Lots of juicy information today in uh, Campus Confidential. Next, we've been teasing it. It's time you will get to hear from former Baylor great and now a member of the Buffalo Bills, Terrell Bernard. Game time. Weekdays at 7 a.m. on ESPN Central Texas. Here at La Fiesta, our recipe for being happy and stress-free is a bowl of chili con queso and a plate of enchiladas or steaming fajitas. Pick some up on your way home so you don't have to cook. Order online at LaFiesta.com. Call ahead or dine in and get any of your La Fiesta favorites. La Fiesta makes dinner a lot easier. La Fiesta, Waco's original Tex-Mex since 1963. Located in Waco at 3815 Franklin Avenue. La Fiesta Restaurant and Canteen where passion is our most important ingredient. LaFiesta.com Okay, so what's the most important part about your house? No, it's not that bar or even the man cave. Think about it. The most important thing is your roof. It has to withstand all that Mother Nature can throw your way. So it makes sense to have the best. McAdams & Sons Roofing is your first choice when it comes to protecting your valuable asset. Experienced professionals using only the best materials. So for new construction, re-roofs, repairs, or remodels for composition and metal roofs, think McAdams & Sons Roofing first. And now McAdams & Sons Roofing are installing seamless gutters. They're insured and an A-plus rating on the BBB. McAdams & Sons Roofing will come out, take a look at your roof, and handle all the insurance process for you. Don't let any fly-by-night company look at your roof. Let a real professional you trust do the work for you. Put McAdams & Sons over 40 years of experience to go to work for you all over Central Texas. Check them out online at mcadamsroofing.com or give them a call at 254-799-2949 because you don't want a kid with your house's lid. Matt Mosley, weekdays at 4 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas. What do John Morris, Kirk Watson, Maxine Hart, Walter Abercrombie, Martha Lou Scott, Michael Hyatt, and Robert Darden all have in common? They've each been interviewed on Baylor Line's Direct Line Conversation Series. You can hear from these outstanding bears and many, many more with a subscription to Baylor Line Insider. This is your all-access pass to the best content in the Baylor family. Subscribe today at BaylorLine.com slash KRZI. You wouldn't call your doctor, accountant, or mechanic using a 1-800 number, so why your bank? If you have to dial 1-800, you don't know your bank, and your bank doesn't know you. Come to Central National Bank and experience the difference. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. From the Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Studios, this is KRZI Waco, K222DC Waco, K265DV Temple, ESPN Central Texas. Welcome back to the Matt Mosley Show. The presenting sponsor of the Matt Mosley Show is Central National Bank. Also sponsored by Alan Samuels, Dodge Chrysler, Jeep Ram, Barnett Contracting, Baylor Line Foundation, Marineland Boating Center, Myatt Fuels, Schmoltz's Sandwich Shop, The Baylor Club, and UBO Business Services. And now, here's Matt Mosley. It is uh, the Matt Mosley Show here on ESPN Central Texas. And joined now by Terrell Bernard, the uh, all-big all conference and the longtime great linebacker for the Bears who went third round to the Buffalo Bills. Uh, Terrell, congratulations. Have you uh, – is it still kind of surreal? Has it sunk in that, uh, that you, you'll be spending your career, hopefully, in, uh, uh, in Buffalo, New York? 
Hey, well, I appreciate it, uh, first of all. And, yeah, it has it has started to sink in a little bit. You know, um, I went up there and visited uh, for the day on Saturday and, you know, just meeting other people and, you know, going down to the locker room and seeing my locker. And, you know, just it, it's just all surreal. Um, so definitely a blessing, you know, to be in this position and, you know, to have this opportunity. All right. Was it um, – so we're coming up at the end of April. Was it still um... – or actually, we're in May now. Is it still a little uh, chilly there? I mean, you're going to have to uh, – you've had all this Texas hot weather. You're going to have a little different uh, Orchard Park, uh, as you may have heard, gets a little chilly when you get into November and December and January. What was it? Was there a little chill in the air, or was it nice and warm? Yeah, it was, it was a little bit chilly. Um, you know, I got there and it was about 40 degrees, so uh, definitely got to take some take some getting used to. But you know, I'm I'm excited for for something different. Yeah, it'll it'll be uh, it'll be really different. Tell me what that was like. With uh, I got to see some of the footage. That was really neat. Um, with your family there, what was the uh, ha- had you been in contact with Buffalo quite a bit? Was it was there any element of surprise, or what was the what were those moments leading up to uh, to you getting the call in the third round? Yeah, so I've been I've been talking to the Bills for a while, um, you know, since the season ended, you know, just going through the Senior Bowl, Combine, and then you know Pro Day. Um, you know, I'd been in pretty constant contact with them, um, but you know, once you get to the draft, you never you never really know what's going to happen. Um, I mean, your agent gives you basically like a, a grade and a round that he thinks you're going to go in or a range. Um, so, you know, I had my family over, you know, we're just all watching the TV. I kind of just had my phone, you know, the ringer all the way up, just sitting there. Uh, so going through it, you know, I'm kind of just slumped in the couch, just waiting, um, you know, hopefully get a call and, you know, pick started going by and it's just, it's just really, um, really a, a weird feeling, you know, just sitting there um, basically just waiting and, you know, finally, when, when the phone rings, um, you know, the heart drops and, you know, everybody starts freaking out. And, um, you know, it's just a, a life changing moment. Yeah, it was uh, you had a you had a good crew. What were you serving over there for your uh, draft day party, by the way? What was uh, what was on the menu? <laughs> yeah, so we had some pasta, uh, some meatballs, and then, you know, we ordered some Wingstop. Um, so it was it was a nice, a nice little setup that we had. Yeah, that's uh, it, and it had to be cool talking to Terrell Bernard, who's now with the Buffalo Bills, third round pick for the Bears. When you're watching on uh, Friday, and you see a couple of your teammates go off the board in the second round, what was uh, mm-hmm. uh, what was that like? Were y'all all texting each other and excited? I mean, it, this is the this is unprecedented. I I I mean, you may have had to maybe back in the 1950s or 60s or something, but to, <laughs> to have six Baylor players drafted. How much pride did, did you guys and how excited were you for, for your teammates to see them go in the draft? Yeah, it was awesome, man. You know, um, you know, seeing Petrie go first to the Texans, um, you know, I couldn't be, you know, more excited for him. So I texted him and got on FaceTime with him right after it happened. Um, he actually texted me right after he got off the off the phone with the Texans telling me that he, he was about to get picked. Um, so, you know, just seeing like guys like him and then, you know, obviously Taekwon going to New England. Um, so texting him um, and just being super excited. And then, you know, JT ending up in uh, Los Angeles or uh, to the Chargers. Um, you know, it's just a crazy experience. You know, like you said, we're all texting back and forth, just c- congratulating each other. 
and, um, you know, just happy for each other because I've seen those guys for four or five years, you know, just come in and work every day and see, you know, their dreams finally, finally come true has been, you know, a crazy experience. Well, and, and you start talking to Brandon Bean. You talk to uh, Sean McDermott, who I used to know when he was the uh, defense coordinator for the Philadelphia Eagles back in the day. What what do what when you talk to them, even the build up to the draft, and then after you got there and you got to kind of see them in person, when they paint a vision for you, I mean, I know what their scheme is, and I know there's kind of two main linebackers that are usually in there. Uh, I thought it was fascinating that you talked about how you. Uh, uh, had kind of watched Matt Milano, I bet that makes him feel great uh, to kind of, you know, in, in, even in the buildup to the draft. But what what kind of vision have they, now that you're a member of the Bills, what have, what have they said to you about how they see you fitting in with them? Yeah, so building up, um, you know, they were, I knew that they were interested. Um, like I said, I have a pretty similar build to, to Milano. Um, so that was, you know, one of the guys that I had watched the most. So it was kind of, kind of ironic that they ended up getting me. Um, but, you know, after, after I got drafted talking to them, you know, they want me to, they want me to start at the mic position um, and learn that and, you know, study behind Tremaine. Um, but they also want me to learn the will so I can be, you know, pretty interchangeable between both. Um, so that's, you know, something I'm, I'm really looking forward to. I think being able to do both is something that'll obviously help, you know, get you on the field faster and, um, be able to play in more scenarios and you know defensive situations, things like that. Um, so really, really having the opportunity to to kind of do both is is what they've they've kind of planned out for me. So I'm excited for that. Yeah, it's going to be uh, your speed uh, coverage. I mean, you know, you've got unique ability to to do all that, and uh, that's going to be that'll be uh, exciting to see how all that uh, that that fits now. You know, Terrell, one of the things that numbers that pops off the charts, one of the reasons you were the MVP of the Sugar Bowl was the you had so many sacks. And I think the last I saw is like third in team history, which is, you know, mm-hmm. kind of weird for the position you played. I mean, it's usually <laughs> supposed to be pass rushers. Um, but what what is I mean, I'm sure they love that ability. Um, and, and that can happen whether you're lining up at the mic or you're lining up outside. What do you what from watching what they like to do on defense? Do you still will that be something that you feel like they're really going to try to tap into? Is your ability to get to the quarterback? Yeah, definitely. Um, you know that was that was something that they talked talk to me about whenever I got up there um, was really just my ability to you know kind of pressure the quarterback and then you know get active in the backfield in the run game. Um, you know, the defensive coordinator, Coach Frazier, is is very attacking and uh, pretty similar to, you know, some of the stuff that we did at Baylor. Um, so they they kind of laid out a plan for me and what they think I would I would be able to do. Um, and, you know, kind of using my strengths um, that I that I showed at Baylor and, you know, kind of implementing that into, into what I can do for the Bills. All right. And by the way, uh, the guy you replaced your sophomore year ended up playing in the Super Bowl. Um, you know, yeah. talking about Clay Johnston. I mean, it's kind of fascinating how all this works. When you think about, back to your time at Baylor and you think about uh, playing for Phil Snow, what you learned under rule, and then here comes Aranda and his group. What, by the when you first uh, met Ron Roberts and, and that crew, were you thinking, oh my gosh, I've got to like almost start all over like what was the what was that trans transition uh like and was that kind of awkward at first or was it pretty smooth for you 
No, I feel like it was pretty smooth. Um, you know, with Coach Aranda and Coach Roberts coming in, um, they laid out basically a, a plan for us and what we were going to do and who we were going to be on defense. And, you know, once you once you learn um, a system like Coach Snow's, I feel like a lot of that translates into other defenses and other schemes and systems. So really just learning the terminology and the techniques um, and how, how they coach it might be a little bit different. But I think just learning those, those little um, – kind of differences between the defenses really really make it make it easier because you already have something to to base your knowledge off of um so it was definitely fun I think I learned you know so much from both of those staffs and you know I couldn't be more thankful to have you know great coaches um that have been able to really teach me the game of football and help me you know grow as a player yeah, I'm sure all kinds of memories come flooding back to you on, on a huge day like that. What was uh, when you think back to being recruited at Baylor? Who was your first point of contact? Because when you were coming in, it wasn't exactly like Baylor was coming off some kind of great shakes. You know, they'd been through a lot, and yeah. and you were part of um, you know some of those early very important rule classes. Who was your first point of contact? And like. Did did you like remind me who else were you kind of thinking about there at the very uh, as you were as you were being recruited? Yeah, so I was actually you know when Coach Roy and his staff got to Baylor, I was actually committed to Houston still. Um, so I, when I took an official visit up there, that's when I met everybody and um, actually flipped my commitment and, and switched to Baylor. But you know, I just remember talking to Coach Rule. Um, talking to, you know, Saravo, the linebackers coach, and then talking to Joey and um, just felt like I really connected with them and, you know, really believed in, in what they were going to build at Baylor. And, you know, it's crazy to, to see it all come come to fruition. Um, and, you know, I went up and visited Coach McGuire, you know, two weeks ago um, at Tech and just, you know, sitting there reminiscing about things and, you know, how far everybody had come. And then, you know, on draft day, um, you know, I, I talked to Aranda, called him, um, talked to my linebacker coach and defense coordinator, Coach Roberts. And then, um, you know, I FaceTimed with Coach Rule and with uh, Saravo. So, you know, just all those people pouring into me, um, like you said, that just those memories start flooding flooding back. And you start thinking about, you know, kind of where, where we all started and, you know, where we're at right now. So it's just really a great experience and uh, something that I'll, I'll be able to take with me forever. Terrell, did, talking to Terrell Bernard, who's now a member of the Buffalo Bills, did Joey give you one of those Ric Flair, you know, loud? I mean, he, the guy's got some energy that he brings to the table, and it worries me. You spending time in Lubbock, I could see Joey trying to slip you some tech gear. Was but I bet Joey was was I bet he was as, as excited as anybody for you. Yeah, definitely, man. It was it was super fun. Um, I think he knows I'm gonna be I'm gonna be a Baylor Bear for life. Uh, but you know that's that's my guy. So going up and seeing him and seeing um, his wife Debbie and just you know everything that they're doing up there, um, you know, just supporting him. But you know he's he's always gonna know I'm I'm a Baylor Bear. So okay, yeah, I just want to make sure because that guy can be uh, pretty persuasive. You know when he. <laughs> gets in your face and gets all red-faced. I mean, even they made a field goal the other day. You probably saw on social media, and he was screaming about how they have a kicker, how they have a kicker at Texas Tech. (laughs) (laughs) Now, the last thing I want to ask you, Terrell, when you think of the the room you're leaving, you and Jalen, I think Dylan said the other day, 
and he was complimenting you guys, by the way, when he said it. But he said, hey, those guys take up a lot of airspace in terms of <laughs> y'all, are in, y'all are incredible leaders, um, uh, and you did it in different ways. When, when you think of Will, and I know the kid from LSU you probably don't really know yet, uh, but Dylan mm-hmm. and some of the other guys that uh, Matt – that, that you're kind of leaving behind that linebacker room. What do you um, – who do you think is ready to kind of step up? Is Dylan the guy, the point man? What do you think of the, the group you're leaving behind? Yeah, definitely. I would say, you know, Dylan's the guy. Um, he, he, he was a leader in his own right. Um, you know, it was probably a little bit different for him uh, coming in with me and Jalen being there for so long. Um, but, you know, everybody respected him and how he works and how he goes about his, his daily you know routine and habits. Um, so he's he's definitely the guy. Um, I think everybody everybody can learn a lot from Dylan, just how he carries himself and how he goes about his business. And I know, um, like I said, everybody respects him. So um, him him. And then, you know, also Matt Jones is another guy that, you know, he stepped up huge for us last year um, playing at the jack position playing linebacker when you know when I was out and then stepping in for you know he was really the the third linebacker b- between me Dylan and then he would come in for for pretty much both of us um so I think those two guys along with Will Williams you know what he brings to the table and then like you said the uh Josh White from the LSU transfer I think they got a great room uh coach Roberts does you know an amazing job with those guys and you know puts them in in position to be successful so, you know, there's there's nothing that, that they can't handle that they're not going to be able to do. Um, so I'm I'm just excited. You know, I've talked to Dylan pretty much pretty much every day. Um, so I'm, I'm really excited to see see what what they do this year. Well, you've been a very important player in the program. Uh, you and Jalen just together have done some incredible things. So we're so happy for you. By the way, did you go? Did you have you ever seen Niagara Falls? Uh, did you did you uh, make time to to go see that? I guess you'll have uh, several years to do that in case you didn't get out there. Yeah, not yet. I think I think after uh, rookie mini camp they had a like a field trip plan for all the rookies, so we're gonna, <laughs> we're going to go out there and see it. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like you're back in high school with like a field trip yeah, exactly. or, or whatever. Exactly. So that'll that'll be nice, and, and I think Buffalo claims, and I've been I've spent a little time there, but I think they claim to be like the the wings capital of the country. Yeah. I don't know if you're a wings guy or not, but um, I think they're going to have some pretty good uh, choices for you if you're into wings at all. Do you like the Do you like the spicy stuff, yeah. or do you? Oh, you do, and do you like the boneless yeah. or the uh, or or the uh, the real wings? I like the real wings, man. Bone in. That's that's the original. So we'll we'll see what I can get up there. <laughs> well, I know you had maybe some nil money, but you're about to have even more money, so you can buy all the wings you need. But uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Terrell, we're very excited for you, and uh, you've just been an incredible Baylor Bear, and uh, just uh, uh, continued success to you. Ron's a guy I've known for a while. Your agent, and and, uh, mm-hmm. and obviously he's got. He'll he'll do great things for you. So uh, just tell tell Ron, um, you know, to to start setting up that second cr- contract immediately. Okay. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I appreciate you, man. Thank you for having me on. You bet. There he goes, Terrell Bernard, third round pick, uh, Baylor great, uh, all conference, pretty much every year, sophomore, junior, senior year, and uh, he'll be uh, headed to Western New York to play for those Buffalo Bills. Coming up next, more Dallas Cowboys draft talk on the Matt Moses Show on ESPN Central Texas. 
Flinging a green and gold worldwide on the web at SyntechSportsFan.com. This is the Baylor Sports Beat, a daily look inside Baylor Athletics. Now, here's the voice of the Bears, John Morris. Everybody, it's time for a check of Baylor Athletics on the Monday. Baylor Sports Beat. Coming up, Baylor baseball and softball home in Big 12 play this weekend. We'll give you details. Plus, national championship number seven for acrobatics and tumbling. Details straight ahead on today's Baylor Sports Beat. Parenting is full of surprises. You never know what to expect. So after our son was born, I called my Texas Farm Bureau insurance agent to set up a life insurance policy in case something happened to me. Sawyer is now two. And we'll soon have a sister. There's no one else I would trust with protecting my family. Visit Texas Farm Bureau Insurance today at tfbinsurance.com for an agent you can trust with life's most important decisions. Coverage and discounts are subject to qualifications and policy terms and may vary by situation. Not only will you find an award-winning dealer at Allen Samuels, but you'll also find some great award-winning products. The 2021 Ram brand ranked number one automotive brand on J.D. Power's initial quality study. The 2021 Dodge brand ranked number two behind Ram and the 2021 Jeep Gladiator named highest quality midsize truck. Allen Samuels, 201 West Loop 340 in Waco, where we deliver quality. Come by. Let's be friends. Now back to today's Baylor Sports Beat. Here again is the voice, John Morris. And welcome back. Baylor Acrobatics and Tumbling proved itself once again the dominant school in the sport of A&T, winning their seventh consecutive NCATA National Championship over the weekend in Eugene, Oregon. Baylor, the top seed and defending national champs, knocked off third seed Gannon in the championship on Saturday. Now seven straight NCATA national championships for Felicia Mulkey and Baylor Acrobatics and Tumbling. I'm just really proud of my team. It's been a long year, and um, we it was quite the trajectory, and we wanted to peak today. Um, and I think that we did. And if no other, there's still, if you ask us, we, if we could do it over again, we would still fix things. Would yes. you agree? Mm-hmm. Yes. Because we're never satisfied. But mentality-wise, we peaked today. They were ready. They were ready all day. Um, it is a marathon day with event finals in the morning. I'm just really proud of the team for how they pushed through. I was proud of our tumbling. That is usually a strong suit for us. And we struggled early in the tournament with that and made some adjustments. Krista McCain came in on day two uh, into that aerial pass and really helped us out. So today was big, but if you were watching, you saw the biggest thing for us today is we won the toss event, and this yeah. doesn't happen often. So um, we were really excited about winning that toss event. Um, uh, we, we really focused on our second half today, um, and I think we came through. I'm proud, of, I'm proud of them. Baylor Acrobatics and Tumbling head coach Felicia Mulkey following the national championship victory over Gannon Saturday evening in Eugene, Oregon. Also from the weekend, Baylor softball wins one of three against Iowa State in Big 12 play. Softball now closes the regular season with a split series against Texas that includes a Friday night game at Gatterman Stadium this week, then on the road in Austin Saturday and Sunday. And Baylor baseball dropped the first two games against ninth-ranked Texas Tech this weekend at Baylor Ballpark, then won the series finale 11-7 on Sunday. Kyle Nevin led the way on Sunday, going 5-for-5 with three doubles and two singles in the Baylor victory. The Bears back in action tomorrow evening at home against Tarleton, 6-30, first pitch at Baylor Ballpark. 
And that's today's Baylor Sports Beat. More tomorrow. I'm John Morris. Since 1949, the Nietzsche Group Insurance Agency has offered Texans policies for their personal, commercial, and bonding insurance needs. Check them out at nitchegroup.com. With the Nietzsche Group Insurance Agency, Texans can go to one company and get access to insurance coverage options from many carriers. Learn more at thenitchegroup.com. Your weather report is brought to you by the Nietzsche Group. This is a Fox 44 weather update. I'm meteorologist Haley Fitzpatrick. We have a 30% chance for a few isolated showers and storms this afternoon, but for the most part, expect mostly cloudy to partly sunny skies and a high of 87. Clouds stick around tonight with lows falling into the lower 70s, and tomorrow we'll see partly sunny skies and a slim chance for some showers with a high of 89. Make sure to join me every weeknight during Fox 44 News at 536 and 9 for your forecast first. Plus, check out fox44news.com for any changes in the weather. Matt Mosley, weekdays at 4 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas. We are now joined by Crystal Conti from University of Texas, the athletic director. And Chris, I'm just glad you were able to hear some of the Baylor sports beat. Did you get any good intel from being on hold there? Let me regurgitate. You got track meet this weekend. You got spring game this weekend. You got opening <laughs> game at TCU. You got baseball down here. I think I got you covered. The Matt Mosley Show, weekdays 4 to 6 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas. John Morris here telling you all about my friends at Marineland Boating Center, home of Crest Pontoon Boats and Yamaha Outboards. They have boats in stock for immediate delivery. Enjoy days of fishing and family boating fun from Crest Pontoons, powered by Yamaha Outboard Motors. Only at Marineland Boating Center, I-35 at Loop 340 South, or on the web at MarinelandWacoYamaha.com. The Real Texas Gun Show, Saturday, May 7th and Sunday, May 8th at the Harker Heights Event Center. The Real Texas Gun Show, proud to be the place where small mom-and-pop vendors share the floor with large dealers that buy, sell, and trade firearms at the show. The vendors are some of the most reputable in the state of Texas. Oftentimes, if they don't have it, they don't make it. The Real Texas Gun Show. You'll find ammo, prepper survivalist supplies and equipment, hunting gear, fishing gear, camping supplies, collectibles, and so much more. The Real Texas Gun Show, May 7th from 9 to 5 and May 8th at the Harker Heights Event Center. You had a dream to open your own business, put in the long hours of development, gathering resources, and finally opening your doors to the public. Don't forget the marketing part of your business plan. M&M Broadcasters have an experienced staff of marketing professionals who have helped countless businesses succeed in Central Texas, and they're ready to help you today. Call 254-772-0930. That's 254-772-0930, or email to info at mmbwaco.com. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward Weinch with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by McAdams and Sons Roofing. NBA playoffs, Milwaukee beat Boston 101 to 89 in game one of the East semifinals. Golden State beat Memphis 117 to 116 in the West semifinals. Tonight in the NBA, Philadelphia at Miami, 6:30 tip-off, and the Dallas Mavericks at the Phoenix Suns, 9 o'clock tip-off. Baylor baseball takes game three of the series with number nine Texas Tech 11-7. Baylor softball lost their series final 6-1 to Iowa State. The Bears will host Texas this coming weekend. Baylor acrobatic and tumbling has won their seventh in a row national championship. UMHB men's golf won their second consecutive golf conference championship over the weekend. Rangers won their second series of the season beating the Braves 7-3. Rangers have the day off before starting this series with Philly tomorrow. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. 
Hello. Pleased to be with you on this Monday afternoon. It's turned into a nice day. Uh, appreciate everybody being a part of this. Great to have Terrell Bernard, the uh, the Baylor great. This program uh, does such a uh, tremendous job. Going back to Matt Rule, um, you heard Terrell Bernard talking about going to see Joey McGuire in Lubbock. He talked about Coach Saravo who was on that staff, uh, on Matt Rule's staff. And then, of course, the transition to Ron Roberts, Dave Aranda, and that whole crew, and, and uh, it kind of a seamless transition. And I, I would think that, um, you know, having a little bit of a diverse background and kind of how what kind of defenses he's played in will only help uh, Bernard. But uh, just very appreciative today, thinking back over the folks. Some are still at Baylor, some aren't, like Joey have moved on and, and uh, Jeremiah Dickey, who used to be the uh, deputy AD for uh, for Mac, he's at Boise State. He's the Boise State AD now, and uh, he was a big part of the program. Taylor Bryan, who was the uh, football SID, just did such a great job. So appreciate everybody who's kind of poured into all these players and what they've done, uh, and uh, including you know Dennis Polian, who's with. Uh, Dave now, David Kay, part of that staff, the uh, SID for both basketball and football. But uh, tremendous job by everybody involved, and uh, appreciate uh, appreciate what uh, everyone did. I mean, that's a, that's a pretty much a all-time record for Baylor Bears in the draft with six. And then when you everybody that was signed, uh, undrafted free agent signed, that list gets up to about 11 or 12 pretty quickly. I think it was 11 last time I looked. And Drew Estrada landed somewhere. Um, uh, the X-Man, Zay Newman-Johnson, he was uh, – he uh, is uh, – I mean, they've all kind of landed in different places. Raleigh Tejada in Green Bay. And so the list kind of goes on and on, and uh, just a lot of players from Baylor getting that opportunity, and we'll see what they do with it. Now, I was looking, Aaron, um, well, I, I was kind of looking around at, at some of the different things people are saying about these draft picks. thought that was interesting. The, the young man that the Cowboys took in the third round, the uh, – Tolbert, you know, comes from the Sun Belt Conference. I believe it's South Alabama, and that's Jalen Tolbert. Now, I get it, man. Sometimes these third-round picks, you're like, oh man, I was wanting a bigger school. We had uh, David Hellman on earlier today, and he was saying he kind of likes these folks from the SEC or some of the bigger schools, some of the Power Five conference teams. And I think George Pickens was a player he was in love with. Of course, George Pickens had all that NFL size. And I think he was already gone in the second round out of Georgia. Jameson Williams, who we also mentioned, uh, would have been the first receiver taken, but he had an ACL. Really interesting, Aaron, that um, Alabama had so many players that were overcoming really tough injuries. I mean, same thing with uh, there, there was a Georgia player who might have been the best player on that defense. And because of... You know, various injuries that concern people a little bit. I mean, he played through a lot of this, but that Nakobe Dean, that linebacker, he just kept slipping. I mean, he was a guy that people thought was a first-round talent, and I think Nakobe Dean, Aaron, he finally going somewhere in the second round, um, or was it? Did he even Third slip round. to? Oh my gosh, Nakobe Dean. Eagles. People are really loving that Eagles draft. 
Aaron, I don't know if our people would be happy with me or mad at me if we had Howie Roseman, the Eagles GM, on. Uh, used to have him on for years and years, and I like Howie a lot. But uh, sometimes our Cowboys people, it used to just kill my Dallas audience, Aaron, that after those rivalry games or before the rivalry games, I'd have Justin Tuck from the Giants or Brent Selleck from the Eagles. They, they did not like the fact that I was cozy with some of these NFC East rivals. And, of course, Tuck was great because – he would talk it up and stoke the rivalry. And I thought that made for fun uh, fun radio. So even some of my producers disagreed with me back then, Aaron. They thought, well, we shouldn't be putting people from the opposing team on. I thought it was kind of fun. And um, it was uh, the, the guy that had a really nice rivalry with, with Justin Tuck of the Giants was former Cowboys left tackle, Big Flozell Adams. And I mean, you talk about... Uh, a hatred. I mean, Flozell one time, he leg-whipped Justin, and I think he maybe Flo accused Tuck of some things. I mean, there was some there was some ugliness that went on, and those are fun times. And that's what the draft is for, is, is fueling some of these great rivalries. The Eagles got better. The Giants got better. The, the Washington Commanders got better. I mean, they they really did, and and the Eagles maybe even quicker than some of the others because of that trade they made to get uh, AJ Brown, the the uh, Tennessee Titans wide receiver. Now, Aaron, if you were a fan, and I'm not trying to imagine you, I know you're like, man, I could never be a fan of the Eagles. I get that, but if you were a fan of one of those teams. Let's say you were a fan of the Titans. You're a big fantasy player, so you follow all these guys. Would would you be more upset about the departure of AJ Brown, them letting you know trading AJ Brown, or would you be more excited at the youth and the energy and the and, and what uh, Traylon Burks brings from Arkansas, another big time player who, when you turn on the film runs away from people. How would you feel as a Titans fan today, Aaron? I would be more upset that they traded A.J. Brown. Burks may turn out to be great. I actually think he will for what you just talked about. I mean, he's just watching him last year. He was incredible against some of the best defensive backs in the country in the SEC. But A.J. Brown, you already know, is an all-pro receiver. You know exactly what you have. He's a top-10 receiver in the league uh, and you just traded him away for kind of an unknown in Burks. You don't know what you're going to get with a rookie. You never do. Yeah, I, uh, I find I, that I, I find it to be true. Although people start to you know think, well, the guy you know Jamar Chase was awesome. Um, you know, the, there are just some of these young wide receivers. Justin Jefferson. That are making, yeah, from the Vikings. Yeah. I mean, those, those, a couple of those LSU receivers you just mentioned. Now, if you look at some others, I don't know. For instance, the kid that also came out of LSU a few years ago um, in the first round, his name was DJ Chark or Chalk, whatever. I, I, I'd have to look and see what he's done, Aaron. I don't think he's really blown anybody away, although you could say he hasn't really had good quarterback play. Some of it is having the right quarterback. 
if you if you pair a rookie wide receiver with Dak Prescott, I think you're going to have a lot better chance. That doesn't mean you know Gallup was was really good right away. Now you have another young guy that comes in from South Alabama, and I don't think Cowboys fans maybe are that excited about him, but he does have great vertical. He's a vertical threat, much like what Gallup brought. What Gallup brought early was a guy that could get down the boundary and high point balls and be somewhat of a deep threat. They're hoping now that Gallup, after coming back from the injury, he's a more complete wide receiver, and the new guy they can bring in will be the uh, the deep threat. Uh, and that CeeDee Lamb can be a true number one wide receiver. We'll see. We'll see. I mean, I, CD has not been asked to be that guy yet. Maybe he's ready, maybe he's not. But as long as Amari was here and Gallup were here together, they could take some of the pressure off of C.D. Lamb. Now, the opposing teams are going to plan for C.D. Lamb. It's going to be up to some of these other wide receivers to use that to their advantage, and we'll see. Now, one thing I came across, Aaron, I thought you would find interesting, was uh, DallasCowboys.com. They tracked down, we should do the same thing, honestly, um, Phil Montgomery, the coach that used to be the Baylor offense coordinator and is the head coach at Tulsa, to ask... Uh, basically about all that, you know, those penalties, the things that the the Cowboys' first-round pick, Tyler Smith, um, you know, they wanted to ask the coach about it. And w- when he was asked about the excessive holding penalties, of course they just were, were are trying to replace Connor Williams, who had, what, excessive holding penalties. Here's what Montgomery told DallasCowboys.com. He says, no, I think he'll be fine in that regard. I will say this, and I'm a little biased, so I'm going to throw this part in there. Tyler plays so physical that at times he got some penalties called on him against him that weren't penalties. The ref saw somebody on the ground, and they were like, well, something must have happened. So I just threw a flag there. He was that dominant in that physical of a guy. Now. Does that sound like a coach making excuses for a player? A little bit. But it also sounds like a guy, coach having a guy's back. And maybe there's some truth to that. This enormous, massive man, maybe maybe there's some truth to what he says. He also went on to say, you know, some of this is uh, about uh, technique and maybe relying on his strength too much. He said his hands got wide at times. Once he gets his hands back inside and corrects some of those technical things, he can be a beast. Once he gets a hold of you, you're not going anywhere. He can be out of position. He is so damn strong that he can pull. It's a quote, folks. I'm not cussing. He, he can pull himself and, and you back into a position where he's back where he needs to be. And then um, um, he, he, oh, there was this thing about, that he had some options to go in the transfer portal. Um, and, and like, Alabama, I think, was interested in him, maybe Georgia as well. And Montgomery said this about him. Again, this is Phil Montgomery, the head coach at Tulsa, who is an offensive guru and was the former Baylor offensive coordinator under Art Bryles. Uh, Phil said this about him. He said, yeah, there were teams out there contacting him They were trying to get him to jump away from us. He and I visited about that. 
it came down to he was either going to come back and play or take his shot in the league. I'll be honest, I was telling him to come back to school because I was telling him that he would be the number one tackle taken in next year's draft. I truly believe that. Clean up some of the technical stuff, and I think that's what he would do. But it went down to the wire. So I find that fascinating. He was telling him to come back, and he thought he could be the number one tackle in the draft. Who were the number one tackles in the draft? Aaron, it would be Charles Cross out of Mississippi State went before him. Icky, the – oh, and Evan Neal, the, the, the big guy from uh, – well, they're all big, but the, but the enormous tackle out of Alabama. And then Icky was from – Aaron, we, uh, it, Icky's his nickname. I just have to think about oh, that. Oh, Yeah. Uh, yeah remind, Carolina State. That's right, NC State. Was that the first tackle off the board? Was it Icky from North Carolina State? Uh, no, it was Evan Neal from Alabama. It was Evan Neal. Okay, so those guys went. Obviously, the uh, the the Giants were up there. Boy, taking a peek. Can we get the pass rusher? Can we get the tackle too? And um, I, the, I, I, all of this, all the stuff that happened on draft. There was just so many interesting things that involved the Cowboys the NFC East, all of that. But I thought y'all would find that – I thought everybody would find that interesting to hear what his college coach said about him. Aaron, when I go to bed tonight and forget all about this, um, remind me tomorrow that I want to get – I want to get Philip Montgomery on. In fact, Aaron, that's your project, okay? (laughs) I'll just do that since we're on the air right now. (laughs) Please try to book – Philip Montgomery, head coach from Tulsa. I think that'd be good. Um, okay, lots to do. Uh, lots going on. Aaron, we haven't even mentioned. And I know we're needing to get to the dismount here in a little bit, but I'll just say real quick. The Mavericks tonight at – you're wanting to watch this Mavericks Suns series. It's going to be on TNT. And, uh, of course, you can watch that locally on that uh, uh, Fox – well, it's, what, it's called Bally Sports now. But – that's going to be an exciting series. You've got the number one seed in the West versus the four-seed Mavs. Mavs have not made it to this point in a long, long time. You could go into to Phoenix and steal one. You really could. I mean, they, Booker is not quite himself yet. They've kind of eased him back into things. Now, he's back playing, so they'll still have Chris Paul. They'll have Booker. They're going to have Michael Bridges. But the Mavs have the great one, Luka, and they have a guy who played college basketball with Michael Bridges. And Michael Bridges, great defensive player. Brunson, uh, Jalen Brunson has emerged as a tremendous offensive player. And he can play, he'll play hard on defense, but I'm just saying what he did in the absence of Luka changed the narrative of his career and changed the way teams think about him, and it's going to end up earning him a, a, a huge amount of money in free agency. And sadly, I don't think the Mavs are going to be able to keep him. Now, the Mavs do have special, what do you call those, bird rights, whatever it is. When a player's been with you for a certain amount of time, they started out with you, you can give them a little bit more money. I don't know. I mean, the, the Mavs probably don't want to max him out. But 
I do I do think they would love to get him, and the truth of the matter is they could have had him for a lot less, and they chose not to do the deal. I think there was a deal that they could have had him for like five years, $55 million or whatever it would have been. He and wanted now, the same deal as Dorian Finney-Smith, which was five for 60, and they said no. Okay. Ooh. Yep. You're saying they could have had Jalen – for the same deal they ended up getting Dorian for? Yes. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, that's tough. Now it's going to be over $20 million a year. <sighs> yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll see what they choose to do, but he's gr- he is so good. And um, it, people might want to know if if uh, Tim Hardaway Jr. could back be back in this series. The truth is he's starting to kind of run again and getting to do some basketball activities. I think he's another series away from being back. You could possibly get Hardaway Jr. back if you got to third round, okay? But let's not let's not worry too much about that. You know, let's try to the good news for the for the Mavericks is that the guys like Dorian Finney-Smith, Kleba I mean, they what they what they did in that last series is prove that they could get some things done without Luca. Now they have Luca back, and Luca can help elevate those guys. Bullock is uh, has been tremendous. He's a really interesting story. Aaron, I don't know if you got to see that story the morning news did on him, but he is uh, he's had two sisters murdered, um, which is just oh, wow. Uh, yeah, yeah, two both in their twenties when it happened, and uh, he's just been through a lot. And he lost his, uh, when he was in at UNC, he lost his, the grandmother that raised him. And uh, his, uh, uh, it, it just, he's been through a lot with his family. And uh, and uh, just, it's a, if you haven't, and you some of you uh, listening to us, don't maybe don't take the morning news. Um, I, I may try to figure out a way to let you all see this story because it is, uh, I don't know why I'm calling everybody y'all today. I never do that, but I'm just I'm getting really folksy with all our listeners today, Aaron. But uh, we do have the um, the dismount coming up, and we got just a couple of notes for you, including some big NFL news on a suspension that came out today. Uh, all of that's coming up next to the dismount, the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. Tom Ward and Garrett, weekdays 7 and 9 on ESPN Central Texas. Refinance your vehicle with Genco and skip payments for 90 days. Rates as low as 1.99% APR for 48 months. Online applications will get an additional 0.1% off their rate and have a chance to win a 0% auto loan. We had another baby, so we really needed a lower car payment and a bigger car. Refinancing our loan with Genco made both possible. Thank you, Genco. Subject to credit approval, membership eligibility, and loan policies. For more information, go to GencoFCU.org. Member NCUA. Genco! Elevate your career with a new job at VersaLift Southwest, a time manufacturing company. VersaLift Southwest occupies a 16-acre state-of-the-art assembly and upfitting facility that develops and builds the world's best aerial lifts, digger derricks, and cable placers right here in Central Texas. They are now hiring hydraulic, electrical, and service technicians. They offer a great benefits package and outstanding starting pay. Drop by their location, 7601 Imperial Drive in Waco, to apply. 
In the market for a new metal roof? Since 1943, Pioneer Steel and Pipe has helped Central Texas residential and commercial customers with metal roofs that are impact, fire, and windstorm resistant and will lower your insurance considerably. Your roof will be figured correctly, and they offer a wide variety of panels and colors to make sure it looks sharp. Everyone wants to protect their hard-earned assets from harsh Texas weather, and a metal roof is the best way to protect your home. Pioneer Steel and Pipe, with locations in Waco and Bryan, and at Pioneer boys.com find sports news streaming and show podcast at syntechsportsfan.com my house has a new glow i love my windows universal windows direct spring is here and many of you are realizing it's time to replace those old windows before the hot weather gets here call universal windows direct to central texas and schedule an in-home consultation where you can discuss your specific window needs with an expert team member. Universal's exclusive Unishield windows are sealed with Duralite. That's a non-metal spacer that has life expectancy five times that of other systems. And they're offering 0% financing for 60 months. That's 0% financing for 60 months. Contact Universal Windows Direct of Central Texas for a free in-home estimate. UniversalWindowsCentralTexas.com. That's UniversalWindowsCentralTexas.com or call 254-301-7760. And be sure and check out their great Google and Angie List reviews. I love my windows. They've got that brand new home effect. Universal Windows Direct. Some things never change, like the commitment to service and protection the Nietzsche Group Insurance Agency has offered since 1949. Whether you're needing a new business policy to get your operations up and running, adding cyber liability for a remote workforce, or if you're needing to pause your current coverage, our team is here for the protection you need when you need it. Whatever your coverage needs, talk to the experts that care. Call the Nietzsche Group to discuss your personal, commercial, and bonding insurance needs at 1-800-258-8302. Stay close. The Dismount with Matt Mosley is coming up on ESPN Central Texas. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward Weich with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by McAdams and Sons Roofing. NBA playoffs, Milwaukee beat Boston 101-89 in game one of the East semifinals. Golden State beat Memphis 117-116 in the West semifinals. Tonight in the NBA, Philadelphia at Miami, 6.30 tip-off, and the Dallas Mavericks at the Phoenix Suns, 9 o'clock tip-off. Baylor baseball takes game three of the series with number nine Texas Tech, 11-7. Baylor softball lost their series final 6-1 to Iowa State. The Bears will host Texas this coming weekend. Baylor acrobatic and tumbling has won their seventh in a row national championship. UMHB men's golf won their second consecutive golf conference championship over the weekend. Rangers won their second series of the season, beating the Braves 7-3. Rangers have the day off before starting this series with Philly tomorrow. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. It's time now for the dismount on the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. What oh, is the dismount? I have to say good night. It is. Uh, it is with uh, great sadness that we have to say good night to you, but we've. Uh, We've hit on a lot of fun things. We'll continue to do it. I cannot tell you how excited I am to see the Mavs and the Suns get it on. Barkley will be good on this series because he's such a Suns fan, having played out there and lived out there for so long. But uh, he also likes Luka a lot, so he'll be fun on this series. And then um, I did see it did become official. 
earlier today that uh, Caleb Lohner, the uh, uh, the new player for the Bears, played up in the Metroplex, out in Flower Mound, and then finished up out at uh, Wasatch Academy, I believe, out in the Utah area. And uh, good player for the Bears. He'll kind of remind you. I mean, he's got a little swagger, got some kind of fun hair, like um, like like Matthew Meyer. I mean, nobody can be Matthew Meyer, but this guy has the he's got good size, can handle it, can take it to the rack a little bit. And you know, by the time he gets finished with uh, with uh, Coach Brooks and AD and Coach Jacobs, Scott Drew, and the whole gang, Coach Nunes and Tweedy, they'll have him shooting lights out from three. Okay, he's got to get his percentage up a little bit, but that was became official today. And um, that's good. Of course, we've already had him on, and we appreciate uh, Caleb Lohner for for making that happen. And then the Bears' new uh, JUCO transfer. That was a lot of fun to get to visit with him, D'Antoine Grimes. He's going to be a point guard for the Bears. And then, of course, Jalen Bridges coming from West Virginia. Now, we're going to have some of the... uh, the Baylor women, uh, if you're wondering, well, Mosley got all the men on. We're, we're, we're working on that. And then Nikki Collin will be on with us tomorrow at 420, and she'll give us the update on all these transport portal folks for the Baylor women's program. Thanks to everybody for making that happen, and thank you for today. Been another good one. We will talk to you tomorrow at 4 o'clock sharp. Good night, everybody. This is the Big 12 Buzz, a daily look inside Big 12 athletics. Here again is the voice of the Baylor Bears, John Morris. Hi, everybody. It's time for a check of Big 12 Athletics on today's Spectrum Big 12 Buzz. Coming up, the Big 12 Conference, well represented in the NFL Draft, completed over the weekend. We'll give you details straight ahead on today's Spectrum Big 12 Buzz. Hey folks, John Morris for the Bruner Auto family. If you're thinking about a Chevrolet, Chrysler, Buick, Dodge, GMC, Jeep, Cadillac, Toyota, or quality pre-owned vehicle, visit BrunerAuto.com. Bruner serves all of Texas with delivery to your location. 